Blog Talk Radio. I'm doing good, Scott. Doing good. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad that you are back. Um, we got got to get into um, you know some some NBA. Obviously, this the NBA finals are here, and uh, well, before that, before that, let's go back to the big news for what transpired over the weekend was that, uh, um, and I'll be remiss if I didn't say this, Doc Rivers getting broken off by, by the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, sure, people had to pay for the Clippers gagging away a 3-1 to series lead over the, against Denver Nuggets in the semifinals of the Western Conference playoffs. And, you know, everyone in the mother, mother, including us two, our partner, Jared Singleton, my regular partner, Dwayne Ash, <laughs> and everybody I know swore up and down it's going to be Lakers-Clippers Western Conference Finals, the Battle of L.A., but that never transpired. And so instead, we we, we, we had a rather one-sided, competitive but one-sided uh, Western Conference Finals between the Lakers and the Nuggets. So uh, give me your thoughts on on the Lakers breaking off the uh, uh, Doc Rivers. Should it be all his fault? Should the players, namely Kawhi Leonard and not-so-playoff P, Paul George, <laughs> Uh, accept some responsibility. So what? So what? What are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, I mean, I definitely think. I think we've talked about it um, the last time you had uh, me and Jared on, and um, in right. previous uh, shows. Um, just that the chemistry. There seemed to be a breakdown in chemistry, and I don't know how much you fault Doc Rivers for that. I don't know how much you fault um, the guys that are supposed to be the said leaders of that team, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, etc. Um, but really, I mean. There was uninspired bench play, you know, from guys right. like Montrezl Harrell. Um, so I, there's so many things. And, and Scott, you know, I kind of speculated last time, and, um, <clears throat> and and you did too. We kind of talked about Kawhi Leonard's comments after after they lost and uh, just him saying that, um, 
they have to be smarter in whether or not Doc Rivers should take that as a, a direct shot at him. And um, right. maybe it's reading too much into it to say maybe maybe that was a direct shot at him. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised no matter where they go from here. Um, if if it, if Kawhi isn't very much involved the way we've seen LeBron. Um, you know, rumored to be involved in coaching searches in the past and teams that he's been on. Uh, but I will say this. I don't I don't necessarily entirely fault Doc. I think it was a really tough situation. Um, Kawhi and Paul George only played 37 games together during the regular season. Then we had, you know, the huge layoff before the bubble. And there's just a chemistry issue. And maybe Doc's part of that. Uh, maybe he's a really mm-hmm. big part of that as the head coach. But at the same time, you know, it was a lot to to try to bring together, and it, and with the goal of of having this one year where Golden State's down and uh, everybody's trying to get you know their duos together, and you know, really you're you're building to try to take on LeBron and Anthony Davis. That was the goal, whether or not they want to say it was. That was the goal from day one when when uh, oh, you know course. we were all shocked last summer that Kawhi had orchestrated. Um, you know, in a way, the Clippers had orchestrated to get Paul George and thus get Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so not being able to at least face off against them in the Western Conference Finals is uh, the ultimate failure. So I understand why why Doc is out, but I don't necessarily think it's 100% on him. I totally agree with you. I totally agree. I mean, you know, because we both know that it all starts at the top, right? You know, it starts with, with, with the coach, you know, because he has to get his guys ready to play. We all understand that. We, we A lot of people understand that. I just think that if you're a guy like Kawhi Leonard, first of all, let's let's look at what he did in game seven, okay? He went over in the second half of mm-hmm. game seven. Mind you, they had a 12-point lead. They'd be the Clippers had a 12-point lead in the second half that they gave away and got horrendously gabbed away. And he mm-hmm. and, and the thing is, what was so disappointing about Kawhi was that the whole reason why he quote unquote load vanished throughout the regular season in the first place was to have enough legs to get through the playoffs, right? So we essentially saw him wear down not only that game but the last but the last three games of that series. Because mm-hmm. the Clippers gave away and I don't remember the exact order, they gave away a nineteen point lead a 17-point lead, and in Game 7, a 12-point lead. That's mm-hmm. not the coach. They, those guys wore down. They didn't execute. Right. Uh, Paul George turned into what Skip Bayless calls him, George Paul, and started bricking everything, <laughs> like more so than the brick match. And, you know, they just they, just, they didn't play well at all. I mean, um, like uh, Lemon Pepper Lou Williams didn't play uh, particularly well. We already – went over what Montrez didn't do. It was just mm-hmm. a huge disappointment, and the players had to take some accountability. Now, to me, I, I they what's, what's, what the Clippers are lacking is a true leader in that locker room. Like, what I mean mm-hmm. by that is Kawhi, he's more of a do as I like, like formerly on, like, uh, like on the court. He leads by example. He does. He's not a vocal mm-hmm. guy. He's never been a vocal guy. But right. Even in Toronto, he had um, uh, Kyle Lowry. He was that guy. Right. If you go back to San Antonio, Tim Duncan, people didn't think he was that vocal, but you still had the likes of Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and the coach himself, Greg Popovich. He didn't have to be mm-hmm. a vocal. The Clippers needed him to be that guy because we know Paul George is not that guy. That's the reason right. why he won the ball, ball with Kawhi in the first place. So, I, I just think the Clippers need an ass kick in the locker room, whether it's in the coach mm-hmm. or pretty much it should be in the coach and a player. Now, I don't know who that player would be, but I think that a coach like, um, dare I say, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy, uh, someone mm-hmm. who would hold the guys accountable in that mm-hmm. locker room on the court. And they need a player. Again, I don't know who that player would be, but they, I think the Clippers need an ass kicker to 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 whip their attitudes and shape because they let's just be real they were the one the ones who voted against going to the bubble in the first place and after what happened in Kenosha Wisconsin where the where the where the Bucks just walked off the court and just said we're not playing until this shit like with the police department gets settled they settled 
Um, they, again, they and the Lakers, the Clippers and the Lakers were, were two of the were the only two that voted against playing the rest of the games in the bubble, the rest of the playoffs in the bubble. So to me, they didn't want to really be there in the first place. And again, mm-hmm. that's coaching, that's also on the players. So that's that's. I think it was just a whole cluster. It's a whole all around cluster bleak. Let's just put it that way. It was it was just bad from the get go, and they never shook it. Yeah, you know, I I I totally agree. Yeah, so I I, I mean, well, since we're talking coaches, I mean, I mentioned I threw I do have two names. Um, yeah. Who who do you think that who who do you think would be the best coach to I guess who get in and make the Clippers try to motivate them to do better or whatever. Yeah, um, I thought last last show that you had me on, you mentioned Ty Lue. I thought that that would be um, yeah. maybe a right. decent fit um, just for a guy that's, uh, you know, been through some battle-tested playoff series before. Um, and granted, he had LeBron, but this time he would have Kawhi. So, um, And then I, maybe not for the Clippers job. I want to say his name because I like him so much as a coach, and I think he deserves to be a head coach again. I don't think that LA maybe is the right fit for him. If uh-huh. just talking about like a personality that maybe that locker room needs, but whoever doesn't hire Doc Rivers um, in terms of these teams that are that are looking for somebody right now, uh, I think I, I want to see Sam Mitchell get another opportunity. I know that um, you know Nick Nurse kind of took what t- took what he had built and, and won a championship with Kawhi there and stuff, and has gets a lot of credit, but. I mean, People forget how good of a coach Sam Mitchell was with Toronto, and Sam Mitchell's biggest fault was that he couldn't get past LeBron James in the Eastern Conference. Um, I'd like to see him get an opportunity somewhere. I'm not so sure though that he's a fit in LA, um, but um, yeah, I, I think I, I like Ty Lue, and then I like I like Mark Jackson too. Um, you mentioned his name. I think he's uh, somebody that if you're looking for a coach that, that also needs to be a leader in the locker room, if you don't have that personality on your roster, I think that that can be Mark Jackson as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Ty Lue, I totally forgot about Ty Lue. He was only Doc's lieutenant. So I, I totally forgot about him. Because um, he's he proven he done it. He, 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 he could do it. I mean, he coached a guy in LeBron James who had, even though he's a great player, he has quite the ego. To make him great, mm-hmm. um, he mm-hmm. like he and and Kyrie Irving, hell, anyone who get could get Kyrie Irving on the same page deserves a medal. <laughs> so, so those two <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean that's only if Ty Lue wants it, and I and I'm sure uh, David Bomber, the the owner, um, is like okay, he's going to probably put the full court press on him <laughs> and see if he wants to coach. And I think the players would, would love that. Because again, mm-hmm. to, to, to what people said, Ty Lue's proven it. He's proven that he can coach a superstar and get a ring. And uh, the only thing that kept him from getting more rings is the fact that uh, Golden State hired, like, signed um, the, the the immortal Kevin Garnett to go with I mean, Kevin, right. Garnett, be Ke- Kevin uh, Durant to go with the likes of Steph, Stephen Curry, uh, Clay Thompson. And then and Draymond Green. That's not even fair. So, right, of course right. They but that's what kept LeBron and Cleveland from winning two more titles, in my opinion. So, mm-hmm. no, I agree um, too. Plus, they, they plus plus the first one with Kevin Love and and Kyrie both got hurt. Five games, no, six games. You know, and, and like ending being mm-hmm. honest that year. As well. But yeah, Ty Lewis would be great. Now, speaking of Doc and, and getting a shot elsewhere. Philadelphia's talking to him. I think that would be a great fit for Doc because that's what – I mean, Doc is a fixer guy. He, he, he did it in Boston. He did it in Orlando, even though he blew, like, a 3-1 lead in Orlando as well. But still, he made him competitive. So I think mm-hmm. that Doc would be – and I think he'll learn great lessons, even though he's a player's coach. I think he learned some great lessons for being in, 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 uh, in, 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 uh, in, in Clipperland. And let's not forget mm-hmm. – he actually took the Clippers out of the doldrums, right? Because the Clippers were, for the most part, were a laughing stock. He made them competitive. He made them mm-hmm. super competitive. Even though 
he may have achieved with the um, with the during the Chris Paul and Blake Griffin years and DeAndre Jordan years. I mean, he just he made a competitor. He made a matter. Right. And oh, and they scrapped together last year before they got the two big free agents. Well, one free agent and one to trade. But I think he'll be great for uh, for for, um, for 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 Ben Simmons. Make him get a jump shot, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be very he'll be he'll be awesome for Joel and B to get his fat ass in shape and get him down on the block if they want to shoot threes on him. I mean, I mean, he needs. I mean, Embiid no needs a total attitude adjustment as does Simmons, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so. They I just think need that, to learn how to how to win in Philly. Right, and and so I think that I think I think Doc would be the guy to whip him into shape. Now, whether he would take, if say like if if Ty Lue, that say if Ty Lue doesn't take the Clippers' job, if if, if offered, I mean that would be a great lieutenant to have. He and Sam Cassell, two two guys, this guys where, um, um, where Doc Leon also where the what where both Embiid and Simmons would respect. Because mm-hmm. they're former, all three are former players, but they've been proven to be successful coaches and coaching coaching staff. So, um, yeah. So I, I think that would be a great fit, Doc in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, I 100% so, agree. 100% agree. Yeah. So I, I think that I think that even if if they don't if they don't get him, I I I, I think that. Mark Jackson could work in Philadelphia. I think that Jeff Van Gundy yeah. again could work in Philadelphia. They're ass kickers. They they hold guys accountable. So either way, they they can't. I, I don't think the Clippers could not Clippers, but uh, but the Lakers could would go wrong with either of those guys that that I mentioned. And and I think we're sharing a brain on that. Oh yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So. Speaking of teams that actually matter, uh, tonight's game <laughs> between Miami and the Lakers. Um, they're playing right now. Miami's up by four. Um, I didn't see this coming. I mean, but before I get to that, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, I just, I just want to say that I told Cats from the time the playoffs started, actually when the bubble started, that remember I told you and Jared. And I told mm-hmm. other people yes. too on this podcast. I said, "Do not sleep on the Miami Heat. Do not sleep on them. They're a team to watch." Now I would say this: I didn't, now I, 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 I didn't pick them to be in the to 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 win the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> okay, I won't go that far. But I always said, just watch for them. Keep an eye on them. They're tough. They're physical. I had to get past both Indiana and Milwaukee, but. I'm just amazed at the job, the coaching job that Marks, that Eric Spoelstra has done. I mean, the man knows. Oh, how for to sure. He knows how to coach, and and plus the 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 culture established through him and Pat Riley cannot be understated. I mean, it was it's just Miami something. Miami's great. That is a hell of a franchise. They they really know what the hell they're doing out there. Now they finally got the player and the draft picks. Well, the player and uh, Jimmy Butler. The agent signing and the draft picks and then out of bio the year before followed by Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. So, you know, who was a runner, who was a runner up for rookie of the year, by the way. So, you know, you know, they know what they're doing. They, I just wish my Knicks would just take something from them (laughs) as far as a brain idea, because it's pathetic, but at any rate, it's good to see Miami representing, even though I used to hate the Heat during the during years in New York. Um, <laughs> but again, this is just—it just goes to show what, how, how much a culture matters in the NBA in terms of winning. Yeah, no, I I completely agree, and I I made a joke on Twitter. I said, hey, within you know, five, ten years after LeBron left them, both Cleveland and Miami made it back to the NBA Finals. Uh, the only caveat there is that <laughs> LeBron went back to Cleveland. Um, right. you know, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, uh, Pat Riley and, and this Heat organization, uh, they've, they've run things well for years there. 
Um, and they've been able to rebound uh, post-LeBron, post-Wade era so well uh, by just having such incredible player evaluation. You know, Tyler Hero, um, everyone was projecting him to fall around that 13th pick where the Heat took him. And so you might say, oh, well, if he, he went around the spot he was supposed to be taken, okay. But you have to figure that a guy is playing this good uh, really playing sidekick to Jimmy Butler right now and, and getting the heat to the finals. And you're mm-hmm. like, that guy is, is way better than the 13th pick. So yeah, maybe that's lot where he was around where he was slotted to go, but still Pat Riley and, and the heat and the, they're the ones that pulled the trigger and took him. And uh, you see what he's doing. You see, and, and even tonight, just watch, I got it up on my laptop while we're talking like uh, Bam is he's, he has so much energy. And uh, you know, I thought that AD would be able to stifle it and, and we'll get into that here in a second, but uh, so far mm-hmm. through the first few minutes, uh, yeah, his energy is jumping off the screen again tonight. So uh, they they just have pieces that fit well, and you've already mentioned Spolstra. Um, I saw a piece about how he started as a video intern with the Miami Heat, and look at where he's at now, and how his hard work has paid off, and uh, it really has. Uh, uh, so credit to him and his coaching, and uh, credit to you for telling everybody to look out for the Heat, because you might not have had him in the finals, but I don't know that I would have had him in the Eastern Conference finals, so. You know, yeah, I I did I, I'll be I'll readily admit that, dude. I'm I'm not going to lie to the American public and <laughs> say I had him in the finals. <laughs> I had Boston, you know, because I wish like like remember I said that um, I told you and Jared that whoever won the Toronto Boston series uh-huh. in the uh-huh. Eastern semifinals would represent the East. That's that's what that's why that's what I was thinking. And I just didn't think that my I, well Boston collapsed, but but, mm-hmm. but 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 that's not to say that Miami didn't win it per se, right? But right, like, two things right. can be true. So I, I I just I just I just I just did not see this. And to me, it's a credit to the organization, the coaching staff, and Jimmy Butler. His toughness is rubbed off on the squad. Let's just be just just be real about. It. He's not a superstar. Mm-hmm. He's a star. He's on the mm-hmm. cusp of superstar. I mean, if he can get it done with this squad against the Lakers, um, but it, you know, it's just it's just amazing. Again, it's amazing to see the toughness that they're that they're exhibiting now. They're up by ten early on, on the Lakers, twenty to ten. Um, but even still, I think that on paper, uh, the Lakers are better. I think that they're bigger. I think they're more talented. And you know, I, 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 you know, and I just think that the size is going to eventually get the best of Miami. Even though uh, Jay Crowder hit a three to make it twenty-three to ten. Um, but anyway, I, I have the Lakers. Even, even as tough as Miami is, I people think it's going to be a lopsided series because of what I just described on paper. I, I have too much mm-hmm. respect for the Heat to to make this a gentleman sweep for the Lakers. So I had the Lakers winning six. Because again, I think the size eventually would wear down the heat and get the best of them. Yeah, I, I'm thinking, watching it, I'm like, maybe I should add more games to this series than than what I would have initially thought. Because you know the Heat are just all over right now. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, the way I kind of think about this Heat team, and and maybe I'm wrong, is I kind of think about those uh, early 2000 Nets teams with Jason Kidd, where yeah, like. Jimmy Butler is the Jason kid of, of this team, of this heat team. And, um, and, you know, they led a, a hard, he led a hard fighting that squad with a, a rookie in Kenya Martin and a couple right. other tough pieces into the finals against, uh, against the Lakers against Shaq and against Kobe. And, um, and so I, I feel like the parallels are similar to that where um, through grit and toughness and having a player that's, uh, really been on the cusp for years um, in Jimmy Butler going up against uh, mm-hmm. a monster, a monster Lakers team with two huge superstars uh, is what I could, would compare it to. I, I think I, I'm going to go four one Lakers. I'm still going to go. And if the Lakers don't get their button gear, it might be tonight might be that one. Um, <laughs> the Lakers do look, they look kind of apathetic really looking at LeBron and looking at AD. I don't know if they, you never would think that those two, or at least LeBron, would ever underestimate an opponent. But right. so far, 
you know, it, it seems like they thought they might have had this thing in the bag before they showed up tonight, or I don't know. Um, he came to play. I mean, again, these these guys, these these guys, they, that coach that knows what, what what they're doing, and you know, again, we, we it's early, you know, but to your point, I mean, I just think the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers, the Clippers, not the Clippers. I'm sorry, the, the Heat are so tough. They're so tough-minded. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know how far it'll carry them in a series that where your two best players reside in in L.A. and we know in basketball you only play five at a time, and mm-hmm. if you have the two best players on on the on the floor, you know, and you know that's just that's just a, a huge advantage. So again, I I just I'm hoping for a competitive series. I think it'll be competitive. I, I just think that. I, I, I think the, the Lakers will take this home in six. Now, once the Lakers, if the Lakers do take this home, right, mm-hmm. that would give LeBron James three, at least three, like three championships with three different teams. That'd be his, it'd be his, um, his fourth overall. But it will mm-hmm. be, it'll be, it'll make him. I think he'll be the first dude. To win three championships, three championships of three different teams as the lead dog. Right. I think he would be the he would be the first to do so. So if he were to right. win his fourth title, albeit with six finals losses, but I mean he'll be in ten five. This is ten finals. So if he were to win a, a championship with a third organization, would that put him over the top as the goal? Uh, I definitely think it's a, it's definitely a, a, quite a notch for him to have in his belt in that argument. Um, I don't know. I I, for, I think we're, we, I, I don't want to say that we've already reached this point, but I think we've almost already reached this point where we're at a gridlock and I think we'll forever be at a gridlock between LeBron fanboys and Jordan fanboys and uh, players in the middle or people in the middle that appreciate both. But it, Jordan would still have the six ring argument and he would still have at that point a, a number of less seasons arguments. So yes, LeBron's made it to 10 finals. Jordan fans could counter. Well, he's played a lot more seasons. Um, if Jordan had stuck it out in his prime and not gone and played baseball and then not retired early again after that, who knows how many finals uh, he gets to. And as, and people will, as much as I don't think it's fair, people might put an asterisk on this one if the Lakers do win it and say, well, it was the bubble sure. series, which I, I'm like, so so he had to play, you know, Lillard, McCollum, and Kamal Anthony over John Morant. Like, that's – he had a tougher match, a touch, tougher road to the final, you know. Um, nothing against John Morant, but he's a rookie. Uh, right. But I do think that – that could be an argument people try to try to push there. I, I definitely think it edges him closer, no matter what camp you fall in. Uh, for me, I mean, you know me, so I'm not even going to go that. <laughs> for me, I think I think it puts him there, but I think for a lot of people's minds, uh, I think a lot of people would probably say he'd probably even have to match Jordan, which would just be an insane number of finals for him to even have to play into. Because at that point, and we're talking if he goes. Three and zero from here on out. He's having to play in what twelve finals overall just to yeah, get there. He's so been in ten, he's already been in ten finals. That's a lot of finals. Right. <laughs> and I think I do think I do think one thing that that LeBron fanboys can say is we can say well, over this past decade there was one year where LeBron wasn't in the finals. So yeah, and that's just crazy right. in itself. Yeah. Crazy. So. I mean, you know me, man. I mentioned before that I, that Magic Johnson's my guy. You know, I grew up hating the, Lakers, mm-hmm. hating the Lakers. Magic Johnson's my guy. It's like to me, it's Magic is one A, Kareem is one B. You know, the, the fact that Magic Johnson, a six foot nine inch point guard, again, a six foot nine inch point guard, the first truly big point guard, right? And the fact that mm-hmm. he, in his rookie year, Took a 45-win Laker team previous from the previous year, helped them get to the to the NBA Finals, then 
played like took Kareem's spot when Kareem got hurt against the Sixers in Game Six, scored 42 points, grabbed over 10 boards and dished over 10 assists. It was named the Finals MVP as a rookie. The first guy yeah. and the only guy to ever who could accomplish that feat. That and of course he, to go with the rest, of, he, he won four more chips to, before it was said and done. To me. That puts him over the top for me. For him to have that big of an impact on the story franchise the way he did. He introduced Showtime. He he and Pat Riley introduced Showtime. And to the point yeah. where it made them forget about Norm Nixon, who was a great player himself. People tend to forget that. So but nevertheless, for 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 LeBron to be in this tenth final. And it's what is this? What seventeenth season? Yeah, seventeenth year. And if you were to take this home again with a third franchise, the Lakers, no less, bruh, you got to give the man consideration. And and one more thing before I turn it back over to you, I hope that mm-hmm. people don't make the stupid mistake of putting the asterisk on this because to me, the bubble takes away the ultimate thing, the ultimate advantage that one would have a view of the Lakers, and that's home court advantage. There's no home court advantage. Yeah. It's, like, it's like playing in the AAU tournament. I mean, everybody's out there. It's, it's pretty much just like even Steven in terms of like the intent, like the, the, uh, um, the, the, the peripheral stuff, you know, the, like the crowd, mm-hmm. the other stuff. You, know, you don't have that. So it's like you're pretty right. much playing straight up. There's no true advantage other than other other than talent and lack thereof. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you there, and I I wouldn't put one by it just because I think you you have to take so many things into consideration. Uh, I already mentioned, in in some respects, they're getting tougher opponents uh, than maybe they would have if, had the season played out at the time uh, back in March sure. and how it would have played out back then, and then. Uh, just in addition to that, like uh, you mentioned that there is no home court advantage and uh, you know, having people on screens wearing your color Jersey is not the same as having, you know, 20,000 people in an arena. Uh, I did look it up though, uh, by the way, Uh, only two players to ever win a championship with three teams were John Sally and and Robert Ory. And I knew Robert Ory. I didn't know John Sally. Yeah, I didn't know. I forgot about John Sox. He wanted the Pistons, the Lakers, and, and the Bulls. But right. they weren't the guy. Not, not the right. Word, the guy. Right. Right. So, 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 you, so, so, so that's correct there. It's just that that would make this speak for LeBron even more special because he's been the guy on all mm-hmm. three. Now, he's trying to turn things over to AD, to Anthony Davis. He's going to mm-hmm. eventually be the guy. But, yeah, still, that's. You 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 can't o- overlook that. People and for for some people, not all fans, but a sizable portion, sizable portion of the media as well, to poo poo that as far as one of as far as that feat and one to put an asterisk. If if if, if for any one who wins the title, it's just it's just irresponsible to me. It's just totally irresponsible, and they should be ashamed mm-hmm. of themselves. Um, so so you have Lakers in five or six. I'm sorry, I, I think I forgot. I said Lakers in five. And okay, that, that's fair. I yeah, thinking Lakers. Um, we'll get you out here on this, my man. Major League Baseball playoffs, and this is the even special one because I teased it earlier. Being greatest Cincinnati residents, you and I are. Even though I'm a big Yankees fan, but for, this is this is great for me to see, and really great for you to see. But how about them Reds? Right, even though the Reds yeah. they, they lost Game One, um, the Braves today, which was a pitching uh-huh. duel, a classic uh, between Trevor Bauer and the other guy. <laughs> but you know, losing one another in extra innings and thirteen innings—that's that's intense. So I like the way the Reds battled. I would hope that they would the pitch, the batting would show up and not strand eleven runs like eleven, yes, uh, at least eleven runners like they did today, but. I, the, the fact that we're seeing Cincinnati playing the Reds playing meaningful games in late September, early October, that's be pretty cool. 
Oh, no, I mean, it's definitely cool. You know, I, I was trying to figure out earlier today how many times I've actually got to witness the Reds in the playoffs in my life. And, they've, you know, they won the World Series when I was two years old, so I don't really count that. After that, you know, it's it's really been, I think, four four postseasons appearances up until now. And uh, 95 was a loss to the Braves. I don't remember that. I was like seven. Uh, and so really it was like the 2010 through 13 teams that uh, all lost um, in, in the early rounds that uh, – yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen a playoff series win really since since I was uh, seven when they they won I think the wild card round or something like that in '95 before they lost to the Braves in the divisional round. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. Um, I, I'll say this, uh, Scott. You know, um, for my day job right now, I'm a teacher, and uh, Wednesdays right now we're yep. doing a hybrid model, so we don't have students in on Wednesdays. So. I was doing a lot of lesson plan meetings. I had um, an IEP meeting today, but then I did have time uh, from noon till the end of the day. I just turned the radio on while I worked and, and listened to the game. And uh, as cool as it was to, to listen to uh, Tommy's Rawl, it was also weird to, to not hear Marty Brenneman on that call. But um, beyond that, um, since he retired last year, but beyond that, it was just uh, so frustrating. They they had so many, uh, you said 11 runners left on base. They had so many um, opportunities where they had the bases loaded and, and weren't able to come through. And uh, I think the, the most gut-wrenching part is that you could make an argument, and now I know that it would be a weak one considering uh, all things considered through the history of baseball, but Trevor Bauer had one of the best uh, individual pitching performances in playoff history. Yeah. Uh, regardless of regardless of rounds, yeah, he's the only pitcher ever in the history of baseball, which is crazy. Uh, you know, going back there to 1901 or whatever, um, to have uh, 13 strikeouts through seven and uh, two thirds innings pitched and not walked any batters uh, during that that span as well. So he pitched as well as anybody could pitch. Um, but uh, you mentioned offensively they couldn't get it done. But there's hope. I'm not going to give up hope yet. Uh, Luis Castillo, he's a he's a great pitcher in his own right. He takes the mound for the Reds tomorrow. So hopefully the bats will wake up and they'll refine that magic that they had over the weekend. Uh, but then them clinching alone was enough to bring joy to the city and it's Reds fans. I think over the weekend um, just just have that excitement. It was it was fun to to have that because, like I said, we haven't really experienced that a whole lot in the last 30 years. Yeah, and which is crazy, which is crazy because the Reds, the story franchise, we all know, the first professional baseball franchise in America. Mm-hmm. Um, they have they have tradition. They have World Series. We all have World Series rings. As recently as 1990. Um, mm-hmm. um, but still, it's good, it's good to see the likes of Joey Votto and company playing meaningful games in September and October. It was really Definitely. cool to see that. Definitely. And I and I thought that they should have been better this year because the pitching, starting pitching alone, oh, yeah. should have made them a lot better. And mm-hmm. the, the hitting needs to come around, even though they didn't hurt them, hurt them as I thought they would as they, as they did earlier in the season. But, again, here we are. They, I mean, they're here, right? The Reds are here. So I, I would think I hope that management will do all they can to keep that pitching staff together, and then try to put yeah. a bullpen. You know, I think yeah. that would be huge, and I think the hitter will eventually come around. But I think the debate, the, the, they they got the most important thing right now is the starting pitcher. Yeah, you can build a full time, but that takes some shrewd. That they take some good moves, and just mm-hmm. not screwing up, not screwing the whole thing up. So the Reds yep. are sitting on something really good. So they, that starting pitcher man with Trev with with Bauer and Castillo, mm-hmm. and I and I know I'm leaving like leaving out two other guys, but that starting oh, pitcher. Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray, of course. Yeah, so, of course. He, he did well coming back to Ohio, so because he's an Ohio boy. Oh yeah. So I, I think I think if you they, look they, at how good Gray was for the Athletics, and then how he struggled yeah. with the Yankees, and how good he's been for the Reds, I think he. He just needs to be in a smaller market, I think. And I don't know. I think some guys just thrive better in smaller market situations where the lights are a little less bright. Mm-hmm. And, and again, they're sitting on something good. Again, as long as they keep this – because I think that 
Sonny Gray is signed long term, I think, right? I think he and he Bauer is. are. Yes, he is. Uh, him and so, uh, I, Castillo. The, yeah, Bauer's the free agent. I, oh, I, okay. I would, I would go, I would go so far as to say Bauer might be the most important free agent the Reds have had, and if not ever, a very, very long time. Uh, they've got to yeah. find a way. If, if if they have the money, they've got to find a way to give it to him because he he earned every penny today, regardless of what happens tomorrow. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And the fact that he gives him swag. He's not afraid. Yep. I like the way he tweaks the Astros. You know, <laughs> I love the way he tweaks. Yeah. He, he has that swag. Yep. He has that attitude mm-hmm. that's infectious, and that, that give that gives the Reds pitchers have some edge. We haven't seen mm-hmm. that in a while here. And I, I think, again, to your point, and I agree with you wholeheartedly, they need to find a way to re-sign Trevor Bauer. They can't go cheap. Yep. If they want to compete with the likes of the, the Chicago Cubs and team, and, and St. Louis Cardinals, a.k.a. Team Cockroach, because you can't kill them. They're always around. You have to. <laughs> yeah. you, you have, I'm serious. You can't kill the Cardinals. The Cardinals, yeah. no matter how less talented they, they are, they're so damn well uh-huh. run. That's yep. they're always a factor. It could be me that being the starter. Yeah, it's a great. That I mean, you could be metaphor. batting cleanup. You could be a, you could be batting cleanup, and Jared would, 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 would be playing catch to me. And they and, the, and they'll still find a way to get to the playoffs. That's how well run of an organization the Cardinals are, and have been for yep. a very long time. So props yes. to yes. So if the Reds want to compete with those two teams. They gotta resign Bauer. They can't go. Mm-hmm. They, they can't go on the cheap. They just cannot go on the cheap, especially after the the job he did today and the losing effort against against the uh, the uh, the Braves. So, I I think that yeah, again, I think your grads are sitting on something potentially special, and at least be competitive for the next few years if they do the right thing. Um, so I agree. Right quick, I know we're just in the first round, obviously the wild card round, but. Do you do you see do you think the Dodgers gonna find a way to choke their way out of another World Series appearance? Do you think it's gonna be different because it's been a weird season, obviously, right? With the mm-hmm. like, like 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 with the delayed start in the sixty game season, but who 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 do you think can stop the Dodgers in the National League? Right quick. Who do I think could stop them? I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I was <laughs> before the before the Cardinals. Beat the pants off the Padres tonight. I was all ready to to talk about how much I like the Padres, but uh, I don't know if they'll get past St. Louis because you're right. St. Louis, like Cockers, that was so perfect. You call them Cockers, and like that, because you look up and down their their lineup. There's nothing there that that screams special. But um, I don't know. Really, if I would say I like. I'll just say I want the Reds to win. I hope the Reds win, but I like the Braves offensively. They have arguably the best offense in the national league, um, you know, right up there next to the Dodgers. But I just don't think the Braves have enough pitching to compete with the Dodgers. Uh, okay. It's just, it's so I, I look at the Dodgers, I look what they have in, in, uh, in Kershaw and uh, a few other guys. And um, AJ Pollock has been such a revelation for them this year. I mean, he, he was a great player for the Diamondbacks, but really came on for them at 32 years old and, uh, was every bit as good almost as Mookie Betts has been for them. Their lineup is just its so stacked, and their pitching is so solid with Kershaw, Urias, and um, who's that new kid they have? I think it's like Wells or something. The, the kid that looks like Carrot Top out there. Um, <laughs> they, yeah, they, have, they just have really so, – so they got, they've got such a solid rotation behind behind Kershaw. I, don't, I honestly think that they they come out of the National League. I think they're the strongest team. Um, as far as the American League goes, um, Tampa is just one of those other teams that you can maybe call them a cockroach in the American League. They're always around. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to, so well run. Yeah. I wanted to pick your Yankees. They're, they're down tonight, but they got a one to lead in that series anyway, because they just have so much offensive right. firepower. Um, yeah, they do. I'm really rooting against the, really rooting against the Astros. If I, if, if I had to, if I had to pick somebody right now, I'm probably picking Dodgers, Tampa Bay in the World Series. I know that's a boring, like one seed, one seed <laughs> matchup, but that's that's right. probably where I'm at. Well, 
we, you mentioned the, the the Rays, man. Can you imagine the Rays that they had resources? How great it would be. <laughs> That's just stupid yeah. to think about, right? Because they are so, if I mean, they didn't play in a magic factory, league, and... one of the best. Yeah, the minor league system is one of the best, if not the best. Year after uh-huh. year after year, they find that talent, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> and none of the fans give a damn. Sad, no. and you know, and and they got a crappy stadium. And you know, <laughs> yeah. this like the people down there don't want to give them a, a give them the money. I know it's corporate welfare, but giving them money to buy to build a new stadium in St. Pete or wherever, um, it's just sad because yeah. the team again will run with limited resources. I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's great. It's, it's it's a great story, but I mean, again, it's not they're not getting the proper love because again, it's Tampa. None of the fans give a damn mm-hmm. down there, and it's a shame because, I mean, it's, it, they're so well run that it's not, they're not being appreciated. But I, I, they own my Yankees this 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 in in this in this seat the late season, and to your point, they got some masters. I love the starting pitching, and I don't think they're afraid of anybody. The, the Rays are afraid of anybody. I don't think they are. But I, I got to keep an eye on Oakland as well because Oakland similar to Tampa. They're both well run. They both rely yeah. on starting pitching. They're both not afraid of the moment, and you know I, I, I'm hoping that the the, the Rays um, advance past the White Sox because that'd be a great match. That'd be a better matchup for the the Astros because I think they own the Astros this season as well. And anything to get those damn cheating Astros out of the out of the playoffs. <laughs> now yes. let's get away. Yes, I mean watch them get to the watch them get, get watch them get 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 far in the playoffs again. That would be just criminal. Mm-hmm. After not getting punished at all, yeah. well, after no players no. got punished. At no, all. no, the only team, the only people that got punished, only people that got punished was their former manager and Alex Cora. Those are the only ones that got mm-hmm. truly punished. Everybody else got slapped on the wrist. Ah, they'll be all right. Yeah, well, I mean, you can't obviously you can't like take the way the World Series. You can't do that because they won it. You know, <laughs> people remember them for mm-hmm. they're gonna, not going to. Place. I mean, still. Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know what more they could have been done, but I, just, I just, I'm like I'm with you. I think they just got away with it. Uh, Scott Free, except for the manager and Alex Cora, but that's really it. I, I just, I just hope someone takes out the Astros. Damn you, Minnesota! No, I agree. Stepping up. I just, I just want someone to take out the Astros. All right, now that we're all worked up. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's just let's just hope for like your Reds to come back and make it a series. I think they have a good shot against the uh, Braves, and they they showed they showed a good showing earlier today. So we'll see, man. But it's, it's a weird playoffs. It's been a, it's been a weird year, NBA playoffs, oh, sure. Major League Baseball playoffs, and all that stuff. But but let me get you out. I lot when I say I was going to get you out here on the playoffs thing. I just want to just mention one guy. Near and dear to your heart as a Bengals fan, as a Cincinnatian, Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts at the three games? Yes, he's he looks awesome, and I I hope that I hope they can protect him. <laughs> like I think that's I what everyone's saying right now. I, yeah, for your sake, up to you. Thank you. I'm hoping that your Bengals <laughs> team screwed the offensive lineup, but I like what I see in this kid. I liked him. At, I know that he got he, he bounced around from Ohio State to LSU. I liked what he did last year, albeit around great talent. But I loved his swag and confidence. And he was getting better mm-hmm. the year before that. People tend to forget that. But I like the way he's handled himself when he arrived upon arrival at training camp, and how he's conducted himself during and after games. How engaged he is, and. They got y'all got the skilled players around him. You got Joe Mix is a good mm-hmm. player. Of course, he, I mean I love Tyler Boyd. I really love him. AJ Green is mm-hmm. Matt Ballin. Y'all just need an offensive line. Get an offensive line. Yep. I think y'all gonna be scaring offense because I, I again I like Joe Burrow. He's gonna get better over time. He worked. He's a hard worker, obviously, to go what he's been through his journey um, to the NFL. And, you know, I, that last game against the Eagles, y'all should have won. Y'all should have yeah. won that game. Yep. 
The Cavs should have won yeah. that game. If the All defense can do... stop having yeah. pass interference calls late in game, yeah, that was – Yeah. Or stop yeah. stop Carson Wentz from getting to the goal line. Yes. Uh, well, even before Carson Wentz getting to the goal line, those two penalties hurt y'all, man. Take away, oh, I mean, so you take away at least one of those penalties, y'all would have had them dead to rights and one get played such a first W, and people would be still going crazy in Philly right now. But I, I like your future. I think as long as this front office does two things. A, invest the offensive line, would it be in free agency and preferably the draft? And two, y'all mm-hmm. get rid of y'all offensive line. I think you guys can do <laughs> those two things. I mm-hmm. think y'all be straight. Yeah. I think y'all be straight, but yeah. at least, at least the future's looking brighter for, for like for your Bengals. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, I'm definitely excited to have to have someone with Joe, like Joe Burrow. He says and does all the right things. Um, there's times when I mean, I've told my wife, I'm like, man, I don't know if this franchise deserves him. I mean, I I love the Bengals, but <laughs> yeah, I know I know what they are, you know, and so and what they have been at least for most of my life. And I'm like, I I want to, I want him to. It's sad to say I want him to pull the franchise up to his level. That's what I'm rooting for, uh, and not not the other way around. Um, yeah, I don't want another Carson Palmer where where he's wanting to skip town because he's just he just gets fed up with it. I'll say this: I'm not looking forward to him having to go against uh, T.J. Watt uh, until he gets this offensive line fixed. I, I'll definitely say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, because yeah, y- y'all need to protect him. That's the bottom line. That y'all need to protect him. But you give it time. This is a rebuilding year, and, you know, you guys, I think you guys got a treasure trove of draft picks. So, again, as long as you guys invest in the offensive line, you got the salary cap space to do so as well, I think you all be all right. But the, the thing is, convince the front office to do something to protect the right. guy. Right. So, we'll see about that. All right, man. Um, let's, let's watch these finals tonight, and um, – Hope you Bengals to do well this weekend and uh, better this weekend at home. And against the Jaguars, I think they'll be a W there. So we'll see what happens, man. And in the Reds as well in the playoffs, MLB playoffs. That's right. Go Reds. Thanks, Scott. All right. Thank you. Take care, brother. All right. That's my guy, Kevin McCune. One half of the weekend adjustments, weekend sports talk show in basically Hamilton, Ohio. That'd be MOH the ticket. Check him out there. Thank y'all for tuning in to tonight's podcast. This is Scott Burke. And two things. A, wear a mask if you're going out. Stay your ass at home and wash your hands. And one more thing. Oh, six. Hey,